Hello, and welcome to Roll for Friendship. I'm your guide, Jim McIntyre, and with me, as always, playing Hatchet is... John. And playing Frank... Jesse, I... <laughs> you gave us different, like, starts to our sentences, so I was expecting you to say is before me as we well. We've got to stop deconstructing the intro, every intro. <laughs> I feel like it's part of our thing now. So. It doesn't need to be. Previously on Roll for Friendship, Hatchet and Frank, they're brothers. All right, on with the episode. <laughs> wow. All right, cool. Let's get into it. <laughs> uh, no, but all the context you'll need. So, Hatchet and Frank are in the city of Caldone. It's dark there. Uh, their half-brother, Benner, has been taken by some saints of the goddess of wisdom that Hatchet and Frank brought back to life. Hatchet and Frank are preparing to break into the palace to steal a map to get back to Treasure Town and hopefully save Mound Town from the trickster. Uh, Frank just met with some a group of revolutionaries and it did not go well. Meanwhile, Hatchet has met a group of vigilantes. I say a group, it was two. Uh, met with two vigilantes and then has been having a weird experience at the gates of the palace. The palace is a large, heavily fortified stone structure at the front of the palace is the palace gates, about 15 feet tall and 30 feet wide. The heavily reinforced steel gates of the palace are well lit and well patrolled. Standing back from those gates in a clump of shadow is Hatchet Farmer with Rufio by his side. Uh, and not wearing an eye patch over his shadowy flame eye. And you were just watching a scene unfold through your shadow eye. You were watching a scene of shadow figures, uh, hundreds of them in front of the gate, banging on the gate, shouting to be let in. Uh, and I think you heard them saying something as well. Do you remember what that was? Ah, they were protesting for the um. Well, they saying let us guy in. to change his fate. No, the the fate lord uh -huh, guy, yeah. Cyrus, right? Yeah, I think they were saying something about um. They were saying let us in, but I think they were also saying like, let us see the fate lord or something. Uh, and so you saw some familiar faces in the crowd. You saw, uh, Rayleth, You saw Miller, and you saw Jamie. Uh, you then saw the crowd surged forward, breaking through the palace gates, which were clearly less well uh, fortified than they are now. Uh, and you saw Rayleth cop, uh, I think, an elbow to the face uh, and fall down amongst the crowd that was surging forward. And that's the sight that you see. You can, as the crowd are beginning to thin because they're surging forward through the shadow gate, uh, you see Rayleth kind of picking himself up off the ground, bloodied and bruised uh, and limping after the crowd at the tail end. So what do you do? You obviously can't physically pursue them, uh, but 
you do feel a connection with what's happening. You do feel a connection with the scene that's unfolding. What would you like to do? Um, and Raylith specifically is like in trouble. Raylith is at the back of the crowd. Like he's still trying to be part of the crowd, but he is injured. And so he's like lingering at the back of the crowd. So you uh, have seen Raylith trailing at the back of the crowd, but you see him vanish through like what is the opening in the shadow plane. uh, But in the physical plane, you see him disappear on the other side of the gate. Uh, And now there's no figures in front of the gate. You just see the guards patrolling uh, on the battlements above and to the side. Oh, there's no way through. No, no physical way through. But Rayleth's through. Okay, so like here, here's a point where it makes sense, I think, because I can get some information, right? Yep. I think I will try and use, I don't know, reach out to whatever this connection is with that shadowy plane and try and, um, yeah, see if I can see further in, see if I can somehow get some information of the people moving forward. Um, at yep. least then I could get a lay of the land of like understand what the palace looks like. So are you trying to like, I, I tell me if this is off, but it, is Hatchet like trying to like internally use that like shadow connection he has in his eye? Like, yeah, to, yeah, I guess to perceive. All right. Uh, roll a dice. Okay. Let's do that. He rolled an eight. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, so you rolled a tough choice. Here is the tough choice. Like, you uh, you feel this pull and you feel yourself pulled through uh, into whatever the scene is that you've been seeing happening. Like, you find yourself suddenly in this shadow plane. Like it is a world, like the shadows become um, sharper and denser. And now it's like the physical world is a blur. uh, And the majority of what you're seeing is that shadowy uh, scene that's unfolding. And you see the gates open before you. Uh, The tough choice element. So like, obviously you did do that. You have, somehow pulled yourself through to a shadow plane. Uh, The tough choice is going to be, I am going to start one. A timer? A clock? Yeah, I'm going to give you a choice between two clocks here. I think that's what makes the most sense. Do you guys have a suggestion for a tough choice? I think I'm thinking a clock of you getting stuck in the shadow plane. Hmm. Well, I was thinking maybe the other way around is that his physical body gets noticed. So maybe his physical body is just standing uh, in a trance. Or a out, clock outside. to like, you can't hold the connection anymore. You get booted out of the shadow plane. Maybe it's all three. <laughs> I, I think that that's a good choice. Like uh, either it, you can choose between a clock of your body being noticed uh, or a clock of your body being shot out of the phys- the shadow plane. I think yeah, being shot out. Okay. Um, so can I? Can we? I'm I'm imagining the um, shadow realm is purple, isn't it? What can we just like attribute some visual 
aesthetics well, to um, it. If it's anything to do with Verufio stuff, he has that like purple shadowy flame, right? Yeah, that's why I sort of thought purple. Yeah. Is there any I, other visual stuff we can see? To be honest, in my mind it was black, but I'm really happy for it to be like dark purple. So I've started a three-segment clock for you to be kicked out of the shadow plane to have your connection severed. You advance through the gates and you're like uh, walking through, like I think there's a path leading up to the entrance. There's a garden on either side of the path and then huge barred wooden doors that have also been wrenched open. And you like you catch sight of Raylith limping along uh, and Raylith is at the very back. Everyone else is way forward and you see people scuffling with guards. You see uh, guards falling under like blades and clubs as the crowd surges forward, but you have not caught up with the crowd. You're still back with Raylith. I think as much as Hatchet has control, he's trying to just, get a sense of like the layout of the building yeah yeah i think you definitely do that like you uh enter the entranceway of the palace uh and it's like a huge foyer on the other side of those doors uh and there's like several stairways uh and a large prominent passageway down the middle and that's the one that the crowd has surged down uh there's a like, I, I think that the details are a bit hard to tell, even with you in the shadow plane. Right. Just wondering, can he see physical world, like, blurrily in the background as well, or is it all just shadow that he can see, like shadow plane? I think that when you were outside, you could kind of see the physical plane blurrily, but now that, like, you're in here, I think all you're seeing is the shadow plane. But, yeah, I, I think, like, you can tell the layout. It's just, like, the features are a bit blurry. So you can kind of tell that like you are on a route to the throne room because you're just following the crowd um, and you like see several other hallways, you see several other like doorways, but the crowd is rolling directly down uh, and you uh, catch up with Raylith. Raylith is limping, uh, seems to be bleeding like... Uh, there's kind of puddles of blood behind Raylith as he limps forward. And you uh, round the corner uh, and step through the door to the throne room that has also been wrenched open. You see several figures uh, splayed out either side of the throne room doors, guards and also crowd members that have scuffled with guards and have died in the encounter. And as you enter the throne room, uh, you and Raylith at the same time see that the crowd is gone. The room is empty. All that remains is blood spattering the walls, spattering the surfaces, and there's nothing else. Do I know who I am? Like, who am I embodying here? Uh, I think that you are you. I think you've pulled you through into the shadow plane. Oh. I just was, I just thought that was incredibly existential for a second, but you were talking <laughs> about. Um, so it's just me and Raylith now. Just you and Raylith. Would he recognize him or is it before? Wait, yeah. 
Does he recognize you? Um, I guess I walk up to him and I'm like, do you recognize me, Raylith? Hmm. Okay. You're raising some interesting questions right now. Because we're like, I'm assuming that this is some sort of time travel thing, but also like it's not because Raylith is yeah. Raylith old enough okay. to be around when Cyrus is around? So you are uh, sort of in Raylith's face talking to him. And there is no flicker of recognition. There's no flicker of recognition that there's even someone talking. Raylith seems completely absorbed with, I was going to say the scene, but it's almost like the lack of a scene. The crime scene. <laughs> uh, and like you hear Raylith like muttering like, where, where, where is, where'd everyone, what, what happened? Ah. Oh. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. And he uh, turns and begins to limp out of the room. Is there anything you want to do? Or do you want to... Yeah, anything you want to do? Uh, I think if I've got a general sense of the layout, I think Hatchet is going to do what he can to try and pull himself out of the experience. Yep. Okay. Roll a dice. Brutal. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What are we O-dearing? Oh, I didn't even look at the rolling. Oh. John rolled a three. Okay. I'm a shadow man now. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Rufio can contact you and then we're all good. Okay. Guess I'll play as Rufio now. <laughs> you are going to suffer a setback. We're still going to have you leave the shadow plane because um, otherwise you're going to have to roll again to get out. So I think what happens is you are dramatically slammed back into your body. Uh, You suddenly find yourself back conscious in your physical body. And it is such a dramatic slam that you go sprawling out of the shadows and into the light of the palace door. And several of the guards see you and they say, who goes there? Uh, Okay. So Frank, it'd be funny if there's like a, um, there's a, really popular gutter to throw um, prisoners and just like regular place to throw people. And he ends up in the same gutter as me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the place to be. Yeah. It's just the gutter we throw people in. Uh, I think you wake Frank to hands in your pocket. Oh, that's not cool. Hey, the other one is lighting a cigarette. What? You got one hand in your pocket. Oh, yep. Okay. Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did not get the... No, me either. It seemed like It seemed like an obscure rap reference because you make those sometimes, but it was not. Anyway. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was well, a the, euphemism for a second rapper, and I Alanis couldn't get Morissette. my head around it. Um, okay. Hey, get out of my pockets. You see a ratty looking man uh, with sort of threadbare clothing with holes in it. Uh, and he smiles with discs in his hand and runs. Uh, am I going to maim this person? No. It's fine. It's money. Okay. Frank being compassionate. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so the man like looks back confused that you're not pursuing uh, and then smiles again and runs off. Hey, if you just switch... Oh, never mind. 
It's so a- you uh, sort of climb out of the ditch and you are in a fairly busy thoroughfare. Uh, there's wagons going back and forth. You don't, because of the midnight tree, like I don't think there's a clear sense of day and night. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just means that there is activity all the time. There's things happening all the time. Like people sleep, obviously, but they sleep when they sleep. Uh, so th- there's just activity going on. That has interesting implications for like um, like work and life in a town like that. But anyway, we can touch on that later. <laughs> just like when would the work day be? Uh, a carriage pulls to a halt in front of you and a door opens. Inside, you just see darkness. But Who's you hear- there? I have an offer for you, Frank Farmer. Okay, if you uh, maybe just um, maybe just specify the give me the elevator brief real quick, because um, I'm not hopping into that dodgy looking carriage just yet. It's not an offer that I want to fall on just any ears. Uh, can you at least give me a reason or a guarantee that I won't be harmed in the carriage? I guarantee that you will not be harmed in this carriage. Okay, can you quickly like, I don't know, how do I? Okay, sure. And then I hop in. Uh, Seated across from you is two figures. Uh, One is a man, uh, sort of an older man, probably like 50s, uh, with like a very red nose, bald head, uh, and a crossbow leveled at you. Uh, and seated beside him is a woman that you actually recognize. You just saw her in the revolution meeting uh, because I don't know if you'll recall, but you were speaking with an elven man, but you also mm-hmm. noticed that there were several clumps uh, around the room where there seemed to be a prominent figure in each of them. Uh, and this was one of the other prominent figures. So there is, yeah, uh, a lady, I think she's probably also older, uh, probably also in her 50s, late 50s, uh, with sort of graying hair, uh, but also like I think that she's beautiful and also looks like um, like she looks like she has wealth. Like she's finely dressed, but it also looks a bit like because I think Frank has a bit of an eye for fashion <laughs> um, yeah, from things we've talked about. So I think that you notice that like the stuff she's wearing, uh, even in Caldone, is a bit outdated. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. What can I do for you? I um, I remember you actually. I am Selena. I was a baron Gomez? here. <laughs> Sorry, pop culture reference. No one's getting anyone's references. No, yeah. Episode. <laughs> She's. I feel like mine was a little more like you know, with it in in the times than um, Alana's Morissette. Let me get through with momentum, though, Jesse. <laughs> start from the start. I'm sorry. She says, "My name is Selena. I once was a baron here." Well, sorry, she wouldn't be a baron. She'd be a baroness, right? Um, (laughs) Maybe they don't have gender terms here. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just all kings and all barons. Yeah. Anyway, 
She says Maybe some of the men are queens too. Who knows? I once was a baron until the bandit king rose up and stripped titles from many of the nobles and gave them willy-nilly to his followers. What, that was the new title? Like, are you now willy-nilly Selena? I am now titleless and on the verge of destitute. Okay. I need this revolution to happen and I need it to happen soon. The timeline. Sorry, no, you go. That's fine. Okay. Sorry, I do interrupt people a lot. Um, but it um, it seems like you have a fairly um, big investment, right, you could say, in this. Would you stand to gain a lot of money and status back? That's sort of your whole motivation here? Yes. Okay. And How many people do you have? Vengeance. Well, vengeance I can I can get with, but but money and and wealth is, you know, it's not really that important to me. It's not worth killing people over. Definitely, each to their own. And we're not talking about money for you. It seems like you have your own motives. I need the king dead, but the revolution—they are a bunch of squabbling children. It is not moving fast enough, and I need you to speed it up. Okay. You met LCR. That was the elven man that you just spoke to. Okay. I need you to do something about him. Discredit him, assassinate him, I don't care. But I need him out of the way. And then I will seize control and we will assist you in getting into the palace. Okay, take me to him. No, no, like I, I need people not to think it's me. Like, right. So tell me where I can find him. Maybe drop me off about a block over, and then I'll go and find him and independently do something about him. And then you know, you go, you go straight to headquarters, and I'll meet you there. LCR was once one of the Bandit King's people. He was in the inner circle until the Bandit King took the throne. When the Bandit King was just a chief, just a, a gang leader, he was in the inner circle. When uh, the King Gavin rose, he took some people with him and left some others behind. LCR was one of the ones he left behind. LCR has retained the manor that he managed to buy with the funds from the crimes that he did previously. I can drop you near his manor. It will not be hard for you to see it. It is an eyesore. It is okay. an affront to decency and yep. beauty. All right. Dinosaur affront of beauty and decency. Okay, cool. Dinosaur? I will find it. Yeah, you said it's a, a dinosaur and a, and the front is beauty and decency. I'm, I'm good. I'll find it. All good. She sighs heavily. <laughs> and the man beside her shoots her a look of like, are you sure about this? I was listening the whole time. You said something about an eye dinosaur and then the front is decency and beauty. So I'll go. I'm not going to kill him, but I have ways to make people um, never return without making them. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm sure you, you've heard of my exploits. Okay. 
if that is the path you're going with, you need to make sure that, like, and we are going to help you get into the palace. Like, it can't come back on you or us. What do you mean? The revolution is not exactly going to follow you into battle if you've just killed one of the revolution's leaders. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not killing him. I said that. Yes. I'm making sure you know that you can't be seen. Of course. Okay. Stealth mission. Let's go. He says that out loud too. <laughs> yeah, they, again, exchange a look and you- Oh, can I, could I borrow that actually, sir? And he points at the crossbow. He looks at uh, Selena like a bit pleadingly. Like, <laughs> and she says, yes, you need oh. to take the crossbow and get really? it. Really? Uh, oh, okay. Bye. Okay. So you are on a street. It is like obviously one of the upper districts. Like all the houses here are huge. They're all manners that are beautiful. Like there's amazing gardens, incredible sculptures, uh, and just you can see the wealth and beauty all around you. Uh, things are well kept, well maintained. Um, did we decide that the wealthy district was closer to the tree because it had more of what they desire or is it further from the tree? Uh, I think it's relatively close to the tree because the palace is really close to the tree. Okay. So I think that the upper, like the districts with the more wealth are closer to the palace. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, okay. you, you can see one manor that sticks out, uh, like where the others are all um, like clearly rich uh, and beautiful. There's a level of like, what's the term I'm looking for? Gordy is that I don't know if that's yeah so what the one is. that stands out is Gordy the one that stands out is like everything is gold um, right yeah so one stands out are you just going for this straight now are you going to meet back up with Hatchet and do this together what's your plan I am going to see if there's like a no I'm just going to do it on my own there's no way like if I involve Hatchet that means there's more chance of being caught. Um, because he doesn't have blink and teleports and like ways to get in and around places without being seen. So I'm going to um, what? No, I'm just I'm go off, King. Enjoying the idea of Frank just like storming this manor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to see if there's like a is there a um, a balcony that I can see? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think I'm- I think you can see a balcony. I think you see a few guards like sort of ambling around. The front of the manor, like I, there's a high fence, um, right. a big gate, and on the other side of the gate, you see a few guards with dogs, uh, sort is of there, walking is there a their door grounds. that talks. Uh, <laughs> you don't know yet, uh, but yeah, you do see a balcony with sort of chairs out on there, a table. Okay, and I think, in fact, even you can see because there's some torches on the balcony that are lit at the moment. Okay. Um, I think with his robes, he's going to conceal himself, do a bit of a Assassin's Creed hood yourself type deal. Uh, and he's going to, Frank is going to aim for the balcony just to get the attention of um, the person, the occupant. 
and just like hope. So I, I assume the strength of my role would be like the um, the better the role, the less noise it makes, I suppose, because other people can hear it. But I, I would see with, an, with a successful role, I would imagine I can alert the person who is local to the balcony without alerting anyone else. Does that seem fair? Yeah. So what? Why you're hoping that LCR will walk out onto the balcony and not tell any guards that he heard a weird noise, or are you blinking onto the balcony? Like, well, I thought that I might lure him onto the balcony and then blink there. Okay, but maybe it's just blink there. I don't know. What well, What would you like to do? Well, now that you've said that, maybe I should just blink there. <laughs> I was just a bit confused by the method. Well, I I just thought I was being sleuthy. I don't know. Maybe I'll just blink there. Okay. All right. I'm going to blink onto the balcony. I don't think you need a roll for that, right? It's just a... Um, I do not. It's adventure just an adventure point. point, which is great. Although, is there a like an axis at which blink works? Or is it just if you can see it, then you have great blink I think if power. you can see it, you can do it. Okay. Cool. I blink onto the balcony. Yeah. So, you find yourself on the balcony. Uh, the balcony is connected to a uh, i think it's connected to a, a bedroom and in the bedroom you can see all right no. i think you see i thought you just looked like you're gonna start describing <laughs> things greater than pg-13 no 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 but i think you do see elsia asleep on the bed I think this is probably a great chance to uh, do what I was going to do and give him a fate nudge or a faint fate, whatever the other one was, the greater fate thing. Okay, so you are outside on the balcony. I know. There's like a door between you and Elsia's bedroom. Mm-hmm. It is a glass door, so you can see Elsia asleep. You don't see anything else, like you don't see anyone else in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no one on the bed beside him or anything like that. So you, if you want to go do a fate nudge, you're going to have to get in the room. I feel like it was it always touching fate, the fate spinning abilities, or was there a, a way to do them at range? Uh, it'd be great if you had your abilities open. Well, it is a, in a Facebook message from many, uh, I feel like weeks or months ago. Yeah, that we talked about this. I've so. got it written down somewhere as well. There is the one fate shift has to be rolled touching someone, and that's the dramatic shift. Mm-hmm. Fate nudge, um, it can be gesture, communication, or touch where you have a form of contact. Okay. Can I quietly try and um, open the door? Yep. Would you like me to roll for that? I would like you to roll for that. Okay. Everyone can see my rolls? Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. Well That's done. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you rolled a 12. So, that is a success, obviously. So, you're able to open the door stealthily uh, and you now standing inside the room. Okay. Uh, and Elias, you don't see him move in the bed. Like, you mean Elsia? Elsia, sorry. Yeah, you don't see Elsia move in the bed. Is there any way I can confirm that that's Elsia? Yeah. So, Without I think that Elsia, really the figure has their back to you. So, if you were to get around the other side of the bed, you, you could tell. Okay. Um, all while leveling the crossbow at them, I am going to circle around the other side of the bed. Yep. So, you cross to the other side of the bed and you see... I think the first thing you see uh, is the crossbow bolt in the body. Wait. No, no, no. I didn't shoot it. I know. Right. I think the second thing you see is the blood that is... 
drenching the sheets. And then lastly, you notice the face of Elsia, who is not moving. Uh, his eyes are open. He's clearly dead. Right. It's a framing. Yeah. At that point, you hear noise and boots stomping uh, and you see the door kicked open. Right. I throw the crossbow at the door and I make a run for the... Um, with all, all with my hood down as much as possible and I go to blink off the um, balcony again. Yeah. So you throw the crossbow and three figures have ran into the room as you throw the crossbow. Uh, and one is a man you recognize. It's a man from the carriage. Oh, right. I see. I see. Yeah. You recognize the man whose crossbow you had uh, from the carriage. And as you're running out of the room with your hood down, you hear that man to say to the other, say to the others, I think that was Frank Farmer. Uh, and you right. blink out the window. Okay. And I'm on the street running down. <sighs> okay. I'm really frustrated by this, Jim. You made me really angry. You just framed me. You just swindled me. I'm so mad. I'm very genuinely upset right now. Yeah, Caldone is not a good time. Yeah, I know, but you made me upset. You made me, like, distrust. I'm not going to trust your next storyline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I suppose I'm, now I suppose I'm just, like, looking around the streets for someone, you- like, are you for, heading for back to Theodora's? Hatchet. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I've just been robbed and then swindled and framed. So you're heading back to Theodora's though, Frank? I Yeah, I guess so. I, we did agree that we were going to go separate ways. So maybe if he heads to Theodora's and then if he sees that Theodora's, I mean, that Hatchet's not there, maybe he's going to go back out. Yep. I think I would sense. have headed back. Yeah. Well, Hatchet, you're in a You're thing. in a different situation. Because you were just spotted by a bunch of people on the gate uh, who... I wave. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you hear your name. Like, you hear people kind of being like, I think that's Hatchet. Like, you're pretty recognizable and you're wanted in the city. How close am I to the gate? So, you were propelled out when you were propelled out of the shadow plane into sight of the gate. So... Okay. No one is able to reach you right now because I think they're on like battlements above the gate. Um, but you are in crossbow range uh, and you see several crossbows leveled at you. I say, hello, I am tourist. I do not know who I am. I came to see beautiful palace. <laughs> I'm not going to get you to roll for that because you're not convincing anyone. An at the table <laughs> performance. <laughs> uh, no, I think like... They're on the lookout for Hatchet and Frank. Okay, that's fair. Let's run then. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so you're you're turning around and you're running. I'm just going to get you to roll one dice for, like, getting out of this situation. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you rolled a one, which is a catastrophe. So uh, you turn and run from the gate where you hear people shouting after you. Uh, And how we're going to do this is... Because it's a catastrophe, uh, we're going to just do two setbacks. So the first is a bolt uh, flies, like a bunch of them shoot their crossbows, but one actually um, flies forward and catches you uh, in your upper shoulder. Oh. So take two damage. And the second setback will be revealed later. Oh, 
know. Well, I'm, I'll reveal it now. The second setback is they know that Frank uh, Hatchet has some interest in the palace. Right. It's yeah, going to have a result kind of- on the security of the palace. Right. But you make it back to Theodora's. The two of you are back at Theodora's. Uh, she is sitting in her armchair doing some knitting. Uh, and I think you guys kind of enter at similar times. Uh, a hatchet with a crossbow bolt in his shoulder uh, and obviously some blood. And then Frank with a couple of head wounds. Wait, why do I have head wounds? You... Oh, from the original ki- yeah, kidnapping yeah. thing. Yeah. I forgot that I got kidnapped as well. Or like not kidnapped. What's the word? Hogtied? I feel like I, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, and Theodora looks at you both and says, getting to know the city, I see. Theodora, don't start, okay? I've had a bad day. Hatchet angles himself so that Frank can see the crossbow bolt in his shoulder. <laughs> you should see the other guy, okay? He's literally dead with a crossbow bolt. And it's supposedly because of me. I just got framed, okay? Plus, I was also kidnapped and also um, robbed. I beat up some youths and then um, made some friends. And then I went to have a look at the castle and there was a trippy dream state type thing. And then I kind of got a little bit not aware of my own body and then may have gotten a little bit too close to the castle and then they shot me with a crossbow. You sound like you've been taking trips from... Like nights out with uh, from Tilda Swinton. Tips from Tilda Swinton, I should say. Did did he rub off on you too much? Sound like you went out for a night out. You met a few people. You did some drugs. Theodora says. So, I gather it didn't go well with the revolution. Not only did it not go well, I thought I had an in, and then it turned out they just wanted to use me to frame like somebody else for the murder of their leader. So that they could usurp. It's so ironic that they are using someone that they usurp. Anyway, whatever. Screw screw the revolution. I'd just go there and blow the whole place up. It's, I guess, an option. Well, you know what? I'm considering it right now. Because all of that stupid, whatever Selena Gomez chick wanted was money. And then she killed someone else over it and framed me. So I'm ready to wreck because the vengeance was where I could side with her. She'll understand. Uh, it was the ex-Baron Selena who go, uh, who, who Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez? <laughs> That's what we call it in this city. When you frame someone, it's a Gomez. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, Frank's just going to... Is there private... Do we have private rooms? Uh, I think that, yeah, maybe she's got a spare room and you guys are sharing that spare room together. I think that Frank's just in a filthy mood and he's going to go and... Filthy Frank, as they say. Oh, gosh. I knew as soon as I said it that you'd yeah. make a reference. It's Hatchet's nickname for Frank when he's in a bad mood. <laughs> filthy Frank. And Theodora uh, gets up and she removes the crossbow bolt from Hatchet and begins to like sew it up and like she's a doctor that is her yeah, right of course she is actually a doctor um so i think that means that she just is able to heal you back to full health 
Wow, I feel like full health again. Well, I just think it makes sense because she's a doctor. Points. <laughs> just the nomenclature was funny. So Frank is uh, angry in his room. Hatchet is shirtless and having stitches put in currently. What is Doing a whole wounded soldier thing. Yeah, and sort of bending over a table while um, Theodora administers menstruations. <laughs> Can we just call it like bandages or like? Yeah, sure. it sounded like you said menstruation. Menstruation. That's what I'm saying. Like, why? Why does it have to be called menstruation? Is that like? Is that a, a euphemism that a word for? I don't know. It sounds like it just periods, sounds a lot like menstruation. But, yeah, no menstruations. Minstration. Anyway, okay. Uh, I don't have the keyboard to Google it right now, so. <laughs> um. Okay. So currently, where things stand for Hatchet and Frank is that that you have a plan to meet back up with the vigilantes. I think you kind of said the next night you were meeting back up with them. I guess to plan and brainstorm. Yep. Uh and the revolution seems like maybe it was a bust. Yeah, I think um, after a, a few minutes of all the patching up happening, Frank reappears out with an even angrier face and he goes, this place is called Al's Chemical Wonders, right? Y- yes. How do we build a bomb? And he, he looks like <laughs> if he could, like Charlie Day when he's in front of the big like conspiracy theory board, that's his look right now. He's like, how do we build a bomb? I need a bomb. <sighs> Bombs are in the bottom right-hand drawer of that dresser. But what benefit are you going to get from blowing up the revolution's headquarters? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for that. It's uh it's it's for um something completely different. Um we're going to blow up the heavily fortified castle. Um totally. So, yeah, she walks over to a drawer, opens it, uh, and you see, I think maybe there's, like, almost foam insulation uh, with, like, inserts. I don't, that's probably... Yeah, 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 I know but what like, you're talking about. Like, uh, it's kind of like the, um, what they put in microphones cases yeah, look like that. Yeah, yeah. Except, or and, ammunition, if you're American. in it is, uh, like, four vials of uh, chemicals. Please don't give him bombs right now. Well, it seems like as good a plan as any. Uh, here you go. How many do you need? <laughs> I've got some people who will help us, Frank. Yeah, probably. And those people probably don't know how much, how far they have to go with these people. I didn't realize it until just now, but we're in a different town and I'm a different Frank. I'm angry, Frank. <laughs> okay, mate. Why don't you, why don't you go, uh, just lay your head down for a little bit and we can talk about it in the morning. No, I'm pretty sure I have a concussion and, and I think Theodora could probably tell you that I shouldn't sleep right now. Okay, let's get you some coffee. Uh, Theodora, like, pulls you over to sit you down uh, now that she's done with Hatchet and begins checking out your various wounds as well. Is there anything you're wanting to do the next day before the meeting with the vigilantes? Um, forward the meeting. Maybe we should just get some uh, antidepressants for Frank. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I think just healing up and getting ready. 
Okay, so uh, it is like I think you wake up the next day feeling, which again is kind of a funny term because it's always dark, uh, <laughs> but you wake up after an amount of sleep where you feel rested, although it probably is still a little bit groggy and a little bit sore. Is Frank still angry the next morning? Oh, yeah, Frank, like this is, uh, I feel like this is a, a turning point for Frank in terms of Caldone. Yep. I think he has a vendetta against the whole city because it, it was just like a sequence of events that have just changed. He he went from being like, everybody can be good to being like, Caldone is crap. We're going to burn this place to the ground. Right. And I don't think he can be changed his mind on that. I, okay. I, think I kind, he's of, I kind of enjoy that. Uh, yeah, so- I, I like it too. I thought it was cool. <laughs> uh you, Frank does catch whispers of Hatchet and Theodora occasionally referring to Frank as Filthy Frank. <laughs> Theodora is like caught the nickname now. Uh, but yeah, I think the two of you kind of just spend the day recovering at Theodora's uh, Alchemical Wonders. I think she puts you to work, like she gets you helping with some just like tasks around the shop, but yeah, in a way course. where you if can't be seen. for free. Uh, and then that evening, you head to where you are meeting the vigilantes. Do I bring Frank? I feel like I bring That's Frank. up to Hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Um, I think um, maybe Hatchet has spoken about these people and referred to them as, um, you know, people that look like animals. Um, and maybe Frank has organized himself a little, like, disguise. Okay. Made of made of some sort of animal face. Okay. Why don't you guys pick my animal? A sloth. Okay, great. It's a sloth. Yeah. So I think though I mean is Hatchet disguising himself? No. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's just Fantastic. like that's why Hatchet was so cool with the animal people to begin with, because he already knows an animal person. Rufio? Totally. <laughs> that too. Oh. Okay. Uh, he's good with animals. Anyway, he's an animal guy, you know? He's got he's got heaps of animosity. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I almost was thinking maybe we should yeah we should continue with that in the law like that's the actual measure of someone's um, vigilante as an animal status. <laughs> anyway, so as you walk into the alley uh, that you were meeting them in, you only see the figure of Talon, the bird person. Uh, and the like, bird person waves at you to follow uh, and leads you through a series of alleyways uh, and to a door of a, a building uh, that you can see there's a sign at the front of like a tankard of beer and like you can tell that it's a, a bar, but it looks like there's not the lanterns that you would expect because everywhere obviously has lanterns and like torches but this one doesn't seem to have any like it is dark out the front uh and standing out the front is the gray fox and as the two of you approach she uh like is leaning against the wall next to the door and uh, steps off and walks towards you and says you must be frank no I am Slowsby. I'm the sloth person. Is that really what you're going with? You're going with Slowsby? You can call me Frank. Okay. You can take it again if you want. 
Okay, Frank, the slow speed. Uh, and she kind of shoots a look at Hatchet, like... Is this guy for real? Yeah. <laughs> like, are we just going along with this? Uh, she's just, like, trying to figure out what how Hatchet is responding to... He's he's going through a bit of a thing. Just let it happen. It's not a phase, Hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I got to say that unironically. <laughs> I didn't say it was a phase. It just, you know, you're just working through some stuff. No, this is who I am now. I'm not going through anything. I've entered into something. Okay. Puberty. Well, <laughs> it seems like you guys have stuff to discuss amongst yourselves, but shall we head in? Into the castle or into some way you're taking oh, us? Uh, I figured this is a good private space to meet. You are new to the city, so... You- you wouldn't know of these. They're called dark bars. Okay. That seems a bit redundant. I think all bars would be dark. Well, well. M- most dark bars have some level of lighting. This bar has okay. none. There's no lights uh, and it is a place with complete privacy. People are only able to enter and sit with people that they completely trust or that they harbor an equal sense of bravado, I guess. So, and which is it here? I'd like to think a bit of both. Fair, but don't flatter yourself. So she raps on the door and the door opens. I think that like Hatchet can see the person, obviously, uh, and you can see into the bar, but no one else can see the figure that's there. And But you do hear the voice. And I think that, I mean, who, what does the person look like? John, you're the only one that can see them. I think it's a very, like, gaunt-looking man. Yep. That is, like, quite hunched over. Yep. And so the rest of you that can't see just hear a voice say, I will need you each to take the hand of the person before you and the person at the front will take my hand and I will lead you to your private drinking space. Very well. We link hands. Yep. So you're linking hands? Yep. We do the thing. Okay. Uh, whose hand are you holding? I will hold the guy's hand. Okay. Wait and see him. Wait a second. Oh. I'll hold. We just nudged people's face. I think it's John. just happened, though. We just, like, it's already happened. I think that Hatchet I think by the time, started yeah, to late. do it. Well, I just I think Hatchet wouldn't want to give away that he can see. Because yep. I feel like that would compromise their security. Yeah. Yep, yep. But also, yeah, okay. He's just going to die dude. because of you. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, you just had to say it. Um, are we rolling <laughs> after we touch people? Uh, not yet. So, because I, I need to know the order. Um, I think that... I'll be at the end. Yeah, I mean, I think then Grey Fox uh, is the one that takes Hatchet's hand. Uh, behind Grey Fox is Talon and behind Talon is Frank. Uh, is Grey Fox blushing? Grey Fox is wearing a mask, so you can't tell. Does they have? Do they have gloves on? Grey Fox, yes. Yeah. Does the man have gloves? No, that's oh, not COVID safe. You think he would because you know he has to touch everyone's. Yeah, hands that's what I mean. Yeah, although um, uh, statistics show that people that use gloves actually don't wash or change their gloves as much as people who just go with bare hands. So, and if that person had gloves, they'd probably be like leather or something. So, anyway, uh, less clean. <laughs> so you enter the bar, and I think that it's like a long hallway with a bunch of doors off of it. Like it looks like it was probably just a house that has been renovated to be sort of 
a bar and because it's completely dark and no one can see anything like the walls are tattered like nothing is well done in terms of the deep decor because they don't need to have it but you are led into a room they're just kind of min maxing um like commercial bar settings just like minimum (laughs) effort maximum output uh you're led into a room and the man stops and says you'll find there is chairs along the wall a table in the middle i will bring your drinks and place them directly in front of you you will be able to find them by touch can you see or do you just know this place really well? I know this place very well. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, so you all sit down. Like, I, I think you feel everyone that's not Hatchet kind of feels their way into the room and, and feels their way uh, to the chairs. And I think that the chairs are, um, it's kind of more like, in my mind, it's like a not a booth, but they're like, yeah, like those kind of yeah, chairs, I I, kind of like couches, I guess. Yeah, it's two two seater um, booths, each end. Yeah, I think I'm so. seeing it with like a big like a table diner in diner booth. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone need help to the chair? Nope. Everyone's okay. Do we discuss between Frank and Hatchet whether Frank can, uh, knows that Hatchet can see in the dark? I think Frank knows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think the Gray Fox and Talon probably suspect it just because they. I don't think so. I don't think okay. they have any awareness and. You know that uh, probably even more so because as you sit down, Frank sits next to you. Talon removes their cloak and the Grey Fox removes her mask. As Grey Fox removes her cloak, uh, sorry, removes her mask, um, you see her face. And what does she look like, John? What do we do? We usually like cast them with like somebody well known, right? Yes, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I I have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Oh, Florence Pugh. Okay. It's just a, a oh, face I was thinking that's... more dark hair. Oh, no, I was thinking uh, like completely opposite of what they Elizabeth represent Olsen. on the streets. Then. Wait. That's literally the same she, person yeah, as Florence Pugh almost. Sorry, I was trying to get to um, Scarlett Johansson. Is she Johansson. young or is she is... like older? I think really Pugh. young would make sense, right? Uh, I think that she's probably a similar age to Hatchet. Like Jenna Ortega, maybe? Like dark hair, kind of yep. sharp features? Yep. Jenna Ortega, I know. Oh, that's the chick from, from Wednesday, Wednesday, right? Yeah. We're staying relevant. Yeah. Alanis Morissette, Jenna Ortega. <laughs> yeah, so I think... Actually, she looks like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Does she? I didn't think so, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, so she looks like Jenna Ortega. Um, and Talon also removes their cloak. And you see not just one bird... But a group of birds, uh, you see five birds kind of like spill out of the cloak and all sit on the chair uh, to either side of each other. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the elephant in the room or the flock of birds in the room? Uh, is Hatchet Wait, saying that? Is Hatchet saying that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I feel like you've just broken the wall of trust right now. For As... As one, all created trust because they. Okay. As one, the birds squawk, uh, like a panicked squawk, and start to like get the cloak back. Oh, uh, sorry, I I didn't mean to spook you. I just and it's... the grey fox has jumped to her feet, uh, and is like fumbling her mask back on, and she says, "Can you? Are you able to see? 
Yeah, sorry. I, I can see in the dark. I also sensed a lot of magic around you, if that helps. How, how would that help? Well, I, I knew there was something different about Talon. Okay. Like, as in, Talon doesn't seem to be a magic-wielding um, individual, but seems to also... Well, I guess not an individual, right? But also seems to be just emanating a delicious magic. I don't know what it is, but it smells great. That is anyway, the I just thought, weirdest way to put that. I, I feel like I should explain how I sense magic, because it's different every time, right? It's kind of like synesthesia, but it's like, instead of, like... It being in my mind or being able it's to see it, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I smell it, sometimes I taste it, sometimes, you know, I, I hear it, sometimes it, it's a whistle, sometimes it's, you know, there's lots of different ways magic can affect my body. So, at, in the midst of Frank rambling, uh, yeah. Talon and the Grey Fox have both kind of sat back down and she says, well, I guess we don't need to disguise ourselves then, okay, and removes her mask again, and Talon removes their cloak again. I didn't mean to spook you. I'm sorry. Well, it is very strange that you can see, but then I guess, no offense, Talon, you're strange too. When the lights are on, I can show you my freaky shadow eye if that makes you feel better. I think she's probably seen it because you were not wearing your eye patch, but I think she just didn't understand what it was. It's fair. Um, but... Yeah, so she says, okay, well, let's, I guess, get on with the planning. Now, unless you have questions or, I I mean, you called this meeting. (laughs) Yeah, look, we're kind of just going to make our way into the castle. We've got bombs. We've brought bombs. We didn't, I I didn't bring those. Uh, Okay. I wasn't really planning on bringing volatile co- volatile uh, chemicals along with us. So Not just yet. The plan is to just storm the castle, blow up the doors. No, I think the bombs are like a, a backup option or maybe like a part of the, the grander plan, but maybe not like a... like Maybe we could use... A misdirect. A, a, yeah, probably. as a distraction. Probably what? just a tool at our disposal is what I'm trying to... What if we blew up something else? Like what? Go on. Well, it would obviously have to be of interest to the king and not have any civilians that could be injured. Yeah. Can you think of it? Elaborate. Like that? Her and Talon, uh, as in all five birds, sort of share an uncomfortable look. Even though they're in the dark? Yeah, I, that's a fair point. I think that they can't see that each other is looking at each other. <laughs> like, um, But like they kind of know approximately where each other are in the room. Uh, and you sort of, I, th- I think she almost is acting in a way where she's like forgotten that you can see her, like because she's expecting that cover of darkness. So you kind of see her thinking and then kind of shaking her head like she's decided ag- against something. Uh, and she says, the king has a ship that he's rather fond of. Could blow that up, distract, make our way in. Okay. You think that he cares enough about that ship to mobilize most people down there? I think so. Hang on. Um, our motivations are to do with the king. What? Why are we going in there? Why don't we just go for the king? We just want to draw people away from the castle. Oh, uh, okay. But why do we need to be in the castle? Also, let me clarify. As 
Jim McIntyre the guide. Your yeah. motivation is not the king. We want the map. Yeah, he's got it though, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so we want to go in there too. Somewhere in the palace, yeah. Yeah. That's what you know. Well, I mean, yeah, but also Frank kind of wants to kill the king too now. <laughs> yeah. I would rather we didn't kill the king. I didn't think that was the plan. Well, what are you guys going into the castle for? We're saving someone from the dungeon. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it would have been nice to tell me that. Well, look, you were in a bit of a tears last night, let's be honest. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I did talk about myself a lot and then completely ignore everything you were doing. I'm sorry. I think they're kind of like, that That seems a good plan. We blow the ship. It draws the guards away. We climb the walls. I guess we need some sort of climbing equipment. I can portal us in. Okay, Frank portals us in. We make our way. We save my sister. And then we get whatever it is that you're going there for. And we get out. Sounds like a plan. And she sort of smiles and nods. And you feel that feeling that you feel when the fates shift. Like you've you always feel that shift. You feel that thing happen, that thing go out of you. Uh, whenever you shift someone's fate and you feel that happen to her and that's where we're going to end oh i thought you were just going to say like we killed our waiter or something (laughs) a man dies (laughs) in the hallway you feel that shift and the waiter has a heart attack no it's her okay this has been roll for friendship a podcast about friendship and sometimes dragons thanks for listening yeah we've got a discord jump on there have a chat with us about things that's cool uh, and I don't know. Is there anything else we need to plug or say? I don't think so. Um, give us item ideas. That'd be fun. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting. <laughs> give me some sort of um, item idea that we can implement because we're about to go into the Bandit King's lair. And we can grab an item. Brilliant. All It'd right. Be cool if it was an overpowered viewer created one. <laughs> Until next time, stay questy.